So a couple of years back, I was at the first mass of uh, one of our priests, <coughs> and he's a, an American priest, and uh, a big guy, but kind of a big teddy bear, uh, as in very big uh, build, uh, but would get quite emotional quite easily. Very funny. Uh, we never took advantage. We never laughed at that fact. Never. Not even, not even once an hour. Um, we did. Um, so, but he, when he was giving his, his speech at the end, uh, so the first mass, and then they had the family gathering and all this kind of thing, he said, so I want to thank uh, Father Paul, <clears throat> I want to thank my brothers and sisters, um, I want to thank in a special way my dad. You've always been my hero. And as soon as he said that, I, I, I mean, I never cry like <laughs> Never cry. <laughs> Just this lump, you've always been my hero. Well, that's such an amazing thing to say about your own dad. You know, you've always been my hero. They're actually quite alike, but uh, you've always been my hero. And it was, it was I don't know, such a lovely image of fatherhood and sonship. And, and his, fatherhood is a, uh, his father is a, a volunteer fireman. Is that what they call him? Yeah, fireman. Uh, so loves swinging axes and breaking open doors and things, um, which would probably suit Father Nicholas as well. But uh, oops, did I say his name? <laughs> but, but uh, but it was just such a, a wonderful image to, to be able to to look at your at your dad and, and and see him as a hero, a hero, an example. And thankfully, thankfully, many of us have have fathers that we that we look up to, fathers that that have been an example for us of <coughs> of virtue, or an example for us of uh, how to live how to live uh, the faith, how to. You know, I mean, I've always seen my dad be so respectful towards my mom. It's kind of unthinkable. It would be unthinkable. I can't even imagine what it's like to have uh, a dad who would be... I've never seen my dad drunk. I shouldn't be telling that. This is all good, so I can say it. Uh, but, I've, you know, I've never seen my dad drunk. I've never seen uh, any kind of harsh words from him towards my mom, ever. I mean, it's, just, it's kind of unthinkable. I don't know what it's like to live in a family where there's strife between parents mm-hmm. like that. I've just, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. And that's such a gift, such a gift, such a wonderful thing. Uh, but it's not always the case. It's not always the case. And so very often uh, there's, there's a breakdown in family. Very often uh, fathers don't know how to be fathers. So the biology of fatherhood, very easy. The, the living out of being a dad, that's a lifelong vocation. That's much, much harder. That's much, much harder. Because that's, that's constant. And kind of like the young people here who live with me, I have to live my fatherhood here as a priest, but they also live with me when I'm not on the sanctuary, so they know what I'm like off duty. <clears throat> a father is the, the same. Uh, he has his fatherhood role where he has to go to parent-teacher meetings or work to provide for the family, but the family also see him when he's relaxing or when he's not on duty. Uh, and it's there that, that we really learn the integrity of a man, or the integrity of a person. Not just what they do when they're, if you will, performing, but what they do off duty. And this is where it, it, gets, <clears throat> it gets difficult. Very often, as fathers, as men, we don't know how to father. We don't know how to be fathers. Uh, and this can lead to all sorts of, of, of errors or exaggerations where a father might feel he has to be his son's best friend. So 
he hangs out with him, drinks with him, plays Xbox with him. It's nice that he, they spend time together. Yes, it's nice that the father would, it's good that the father would teach the son how to, I don't know, play hurling, weld, change the filter on a lawnmower. Wonderful. <clears throat> All those kind of things are very, very important. But there's more to fatherhood than that. There's more to fatherhood than just teaching practical things. Uh, our example should leave those, should lead those who live with us or follow us to virtue. Virtue. This steadfastness in, in, in doing the good. Uh, and that's, as I say, much, much, much harder. What's, the reason I'm saying all of this is uh, our, both our reading and our gospel today speak about fatherhood. Uh, there's just this kind of central line in, in the book of Ecclesiastes here. It's uh, chapter 48 where it talks about Elijah. But he says something beautiful. He says he, Elijah came to turn the hearts of fathers towards their children. Turn the hearts of fathers towards their children. Uh, the prophet Malachi then, he, is, he says something similar. He says turn the hearts of fathers towards their children and the hearts of children towards their fathers or the hearts of sons towards their fathers. So both directions. And then in the gospel, when the disciples ask Jesus, how do you pray? When we pray, what should we pray? And Jesus teaches them the our Father. Just this, this it's, it's, such, it's such a simple concept in a way because regardless of what our uh, ethnicity is, regardless of what our culture is, every single person came in to the world via a father and a mother. Regardless of how it happened, regardless of whether uh, it was within marriage, whatever, whatever the circumstances, even under tragic circumstances, awful circumstances, uh, everybody has come into the world through a father and a mother. God wants that we come in to the world <clears throat> through a loving act between the father and the mother. So a father and mother who love each other and who will, who have promised that they will be faithful to each other until death separates them. And then in that, in that, if you will, nest of security and of love, life, new life can be welcomed. This is God's plan. That's how he wants it to be. We do things differently. We don't always follow the plan. But this is, this is how God wants it. That's why marriage is so sacred. That's why it's, it's, it should be the, like the cradle of life. Uh, it's, it's, it's why sexuality should be reserved for marriage because there it makes sense there is then an act of love and self-giving uh, into, into which as I say life can be, can be welcomed this is God's plan uh, when we don't follow God's plan what you end up with is, uh, is yeah, fathers I'm focusing on fathers today because that, that's the, the topic of the readings uh, but fathers who don't know how to be dads and invariably that experience <clears throat> of fatherhood with our own biological fathers, it sets the foundation for our relationship with God as Father. It's just so, so often, people who have good relationships with their own dads very easily can have a good relationship with God as Father. They can see him as Father, they can understand him as Father, and the word Father means something good. When I think of Father, I think of stability, I think of virtue, I think of providence, I think of security, I think of love. I remember being picked up and embraced and, you know, feeling, feeling safe. When dad drives, I feel safe. Maybe my brother drives, not so much. Uh, but my, my mom, not at all. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, whatever it may be, you feel just a sense of security with your dad. And then it's very easy to think of, of with me, uh, with God the Father. Yeah, I can, I can see that, I can, I can understand that. 
God provides, protects, he's loving, he lifts us up, we feel safe with him. If our experience of fatherhood hasn't been, if it hasn't been that, if it hasn't been good, if the father was either absent or never there, or there but so caught up in his own hobbies or addictions or infidelity or whatever it may be, then it's difficult, not impossible, but more difficult to see God as a loving father. And that's why when we talk about these things, it's, it's, it's so important that we kind of, I suppose, recognize <clears throat> why is it I find it hard to see God as my father? Why? If I know why, I can begin to heal the root and then the, the rest of the plant will be healthy. In the Our Father, uh, there's a sentence, a sentence at the end that we often read, as in we often pray it. Forgive us our debts, or forgive us our trespasses, forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who are in debt to us, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. So God, forgive me as I forgive others. That's a powerful statement. That's a powerful statement. God, forgive me as I forgive others. And then you see, when the prayer of the Our Father finishes, Jesus goes on, yes, if you forgive others their failings, your Heavenly Father will forgive you yours. But if you do not forgive others, the Father will not forgive your failings either. That sounds harsh. It sounds harsh. I don't believe it is, though. I think it's our vocation as Christians isn't just to say to belong to a club and participate in Mass every week or something like that. Our, our vocation as Christians is to be transformed into Christ, to live like Christ, which means love like him, which means forgive like him. And this is hard. This is hard. That's why we have grace. That's why we need grace. That's why we need grace. That's why we, we, we need daily prayer. <coughs> That's why we need the sacraments. That's why we need God. Because these things we just can't. Just can't do them on our own. Can't. Or we'll get to a certain point and then maybe back off. But this is what the Lord wants to do. Why? 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 Why is that important? Because he wants to draw us into the house of the Father. As he says in John 14, I have gone. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You've trusted in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If there were not, I would have told you so. But I am going there to prepare a place for you. And when I have gone to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me, that where I am, you may also be. This is what the Lord wants. He wants to draw us to the house of the Father. Maybe even the house of the Father isn't, not that I want to correct Jesus, but <clears throat> it's not just the house of the Father. It's, it's, it's the heart of the Father. He wants to draw us into the, into the life of the Father, into a relationship with the Father, into communion with the Father. And that is, it's the purpose, the goal of everything, of everything, to get us into union again with our Father. So for any of us who have had difficult relationships with our dads, I find it hard to see them as, as, as loving or as, as consistent. Let us ask today for the healing of that root. Let us pray today for the healing of that wound. And most especially, let us pray today for the grace to forgive. For the grace to forgive. 
there's a, <coughs> a movie called the, the Shack. A bit controversial in places, but there's a very interesting scene where uh, the main character, Mac, his own dad was an alcoholic and used to beat him. Used to beat his mom as well. So it was just a, it was a, it was an awful, an awful upbringing. And God asks Mac, "What should, what should, what should we do with your dad? What should have happened to him?" And he says, "Deserves hell." End of story. That's it. You know, he does not deserve happiness or anything. So then, uh, in this kind of mystical kind of vision thing, um, he, God shows Mac uh, the vision of a, of a child being beaten, right, by a man. So he doesn't know who either of these characters are. And, uh, and God asks, what, what should I, so if you were judge and jury, if you were judge of the world, what would you do here? And he said, well, the, the child is innocent. That man, that man deserves hell too. And he says, that child is your father. He was beaten by his alcoholic dad. Just to kind of to, to show that, like even even behind every behind all of our faults and failures, like there are so many there are so many reasons. There are so and that's never to excuse them, but it is maybe to understand them. That when we talk about real people who have committed real sins and real errors, I'm not the judge and jury. My role, my call, my command, the, the commandment given to me is to forgive. And this is hard. So we ask the Lord today that every time we pray the Our Father, we might actually really hear those words. Lord, that I might forgive others as you forgive me. It's that in all truth, the hearts of fathers may be turned towards their children and the hearts of children towards their fathers.